What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the True Blue Podcast. I am your host, Zachary Sicardiri. Shout out to my homegirl, Randy. She used to call me Zachary. Yeah, Randy. She was really cool. We haven't talked in a, in a minute, but we're still friends. Um... I met her through, gosh, through my friend Gary at like a punk show in like, I don't know, 1996, 97 maybe. Yeah. Um, But yeah, shout out to her. She used to call me Zachary. She also used to say, I'm just joshing you. And I don't think I've ever heard that before until she would say it. I'm joshing you? Like I'm fucking with you? And a little... Little side note here. Um, when people like mess up my name or think I'm someone else, they call me Josh. Like I've been called Josh by so many people in my life that it makes me think that like in my previous life I was Josh. So I don't know if it's like same amount of letters, Josh and Zach, or syllables, or maybe I'm a mumbler and it sounds like I'm saying Josh. Maybe I just look like a Josh. It's a cool name, but I prefer Zach. You know what I mean? Because that's my name. But yeah, we're here for session 61. Motherfucking 61. That's an important number. Because when I played football, I wore 61. I wore 61 and 66. I was like a linebacker and like a right guard. So... So the numbers I wore were 61, 66, and then 29, 29, which is kind of cool because I'm born, I'm born on the 28th, born on the 28th, and I can always do like the one for good luck, so 29, but yeah, session 61, it's the first day of autumn or fall, however you like to call it, and that's important, so I'm glad I'm doing a podcast on this day, um, it was a good day. I was off today, so that was pretty sweet. I went to the gym. I went grocery shopped. My dog here listened to my dog scratching. I, I like read early on that dogs like to like scratch like areas to get their like some of their scent or whatever. Well, what are you doing? Anyway, yeah. You know, they, they, they like scratch areas to like get their scent in or something. Something in their like in their nails or something like give off some scent. I don't know. 
it's something like territorial that dogs do. So it's kind of kind of cool. But yeah, today was a good day. Like I said, I went to the gym. I um, I went to. So I am staying with my sister in Rio de la Rancho. And I went back to my place today to to pick up some things. One of them, which is a book of poetry by Leonard Cohen that I'm going to read to you later. And then I also got my study Bible. I bought a study Bible like over 10 years ago. And this is a really good one. It break down it breaks down like every book and it talks about like all these meanings and it has pictures and it's really good. Like if you're ever trying to like learn the Bible or understand it or whatever, this one is a Holman's study Bible. And it's great. It was like maybe like fifty bucks, sixty bucks back in the day. Um, but uh yeah, really good. If you're into like reading the Bible or learning about it or whatever. I suggest checking out a study one because it really helps break it down. And I'm glad that I that I have this, you know. Um, there's a lot of good poetry in the Bible. A lot of good quotes, a lot of good messages. And uh, I have like this sheet of paper that talks about... In fact, let me, let me pull it up here. It's... Um, It's pretty cool. So it um, it'll like go over different things. So it, it tells you when you feel, and it has all these feelings: afraid, bitter, blue, critical of others, discouraged, distressed. Excuse me, I have hiccups. Far from God, lonely, proud, sad, spiritually lazy, tired, unforgiving, weak, worried. And it has like a Bible, like has like the like verse and stuff, like the book, and then like the verses. And then there's when you need, balance, comfort, confidence, courage, forgiveness, peace, positive thinking. And it has Bible verses. And then when you face crisis, death, death of a loved one, doubt, guilt, illness, materialism, persecution. And Bible verses. When you're looking for Ten Commandments, the Golden Rule, the Armor of God. And it's pretty neat. I kind of dig it. Because, like, you know, it's good to, like, be able to, like, Find the verse and match it up to like whatever you're feeling, you know. And this study Bible is good. It reads just like any book would read. So it, it's more like modern language. So it's a lot easier to understand. Um, so. So, yeah, I did that. Um, like I said, I went to the gym. I swam my laps. And then check it out. I went to the sauna. The sauna was fucking amazing. And there was a moment where I was just in there by myself for like 10 minutes. And I just started kind of praying out loud, thinking of people and, you know, asking God to look out for them and stuff. And it felt really good. Sometimes I like go deep into my head and think about like, you know, friends I haven't seen in a while or people who, you know, maybe have passed on and I haven't, you know, thought about in a while. And it was just kind of cool to like have that time and then to be sweating like, I, I swear, like, it's such a good feeling after a workout to go in the sauna. Like, it's almost, dare I say, like a, I guess, spiritual kind of a thing for me. Because I'm like, I'm sweating, right? And then I'm also, like, thinking and, like, expressing, you know? 
this is when I was in there by myself. When I was in there with other people, I was just sort of just thinking. But to be able to like speak aloud and stuff was really cool. I found a lot of uh, a lot of help in that, like a lot of healing in that. And let me tell you, you know, like there's therapy, there's podcasting, there's church, there's conversations with friends and all that. But nothing like some old fucking fashioned exercise. Nothing like sweating and drinking water. And I swam my laps. Um, like I swear, it it's it's like remarkable on how amazing I feel. Like I really feel like as crazy as it sounds, like a lot of love for myself when I'm at the gym. Not like ego shit, but just like you know, like I'm taking good care. Like if I had to like tell someone who like how I was taking care of myself, I'd be like, all right, I'm taking good care of Zachary. But yeah, it felt fucking great. I went grocery shopping. I got a bunch of groceries and shit. I went to church. I went to this thing called Adoration. And it's like this little chapel where like you just go and you sit quiet. And you can light candles. You can just sit there and pray. Um, You can. They even have like rosaries and stuff. Like they have at this church like rosaries that you can borrow. Which I thought was so cool. I get a lot out of it. And the, what's what's really cool about it is it's open 24-7. So you can literally go like right now, any time of day or night, and just sit there in the presence of God. Which I think is just great. It's very uh, intimate. It's small chapel, you know. And just to be able to go somewhere that's peaceful like that, I think is so important. I hope every religion has something like that. Where you can just go and sit, meditate, pray. You know, it's really, uh, really cool. And then I had chicken tikka masala tonight. My sister made it and it was amazing. I had like five fucking servings of it. You can hear my dog snoring. Well, she was for a second. Uh, yeah, it was delicious. And then, uh, my niece made me like this necklace. It's like glittery necklace and shit. So I'm wearing that right now. That's, uh, that's really cool. So it was a good night. I just talked to my sister tonight. We just sort of chilled. It was a good first day of fall. I love fall. It's the happy medium of holidays or holidays of uh, seasons. You know, plus, I mean, fucking Halloween is in the fall. So that's the best. Simply the best. Mm-hmm. Better than. So, yeah, that's pretty dope. It was a good day. I had a good day. First day of fall. So I hope everyone else had a good day the first day of fall. Um, all right, so we're going to do a gratitude list. I'm doing this every episode. All right, I'm going to do three things. I'm grateful for this um, body spray I have called Teak Wood. I love cologne. I love smelling good. I think it's the Italian in me. I've always loved it. Even as a kid, I would get like colognes and shit for like my birthday and Easter and Christmas and shit. And this is, I got a Bath and Body Works. It's body spray. I'm going to spray right now. Mm, damn, it smells good as fuck. But yeah, it smells real good. Like real good. Um, so I'm grateful for that. Smell is very important to me. It's uh, it's something that is very, how do I say this? It's a, It's high on my list of what like attracts me to a woman. Is, is a good smell. 
So, I mean, I got to return the favor and smell good too, right? You know what I'm saying? I can't just be some bum. So I'm grateful for, for this Teakwood um, body spray. Because there's a lot of sprays out there that, or there's a lot of colognes and scents that just don't cut it. So I found this one like sometime last year, actually with my sister. Um, so I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for, um, this might be a weird one, but I'm grateful for the ability to have cash on me. Like I really have cash on me. When Once I got my cannabis card in 2014, I like didn't need cash anymore because I only really needed cash to buy cannabis. And like I'll give money to homeless people or people ask me for it if I have it. And then uh, at church, there's a bunch of like, donate this for lighting a candle. or They even have this, I swear, this, this uh, church by my sisters is really cool. They have this like thing for like cards, like prayer cards and stuff that you can just, they're like a buck. You just donate it and uh, you get this prayer card and just give it to someone and say, hey, I was praying for you. So I'm grateful to have some cash on me. And I'm going to start trying to get cash on me. Like when I go to Walgreens, get like a 20 back or whatever. Because it's important for me, you know. It's it's also, yeah, it's important for me to like be able to like have like 20 bucks or whatever and then be able to like donate it or give it to somebody. I mean, really, is that going to make or break me? You know, like so like for me, I'm grateful for that. And then last third thing I'm grateful for I'm grateful for um, when it rains here in New Mexico it makes me think sometimes of New Jersey because in New Jersey it rains a lot and it doesn't rain here often and when it does it kind of just has like a nostalgic feel and it also just like refreshes the air and it's kind of nice when you live somewhere where it's sunny like 300 plus days and then it rains, you kind of like welcome it. But when you live somewhere like New Jersey where it fucking rains forever and it's, you know, the overcast for days, it kind of sucks and it gets a little bit depressing. But here it's great. It kind of has the uh, the opposite effect. It's like you're kind of like happy it's raining. So those are, that's my gratitude lists. I encourage you to have gratitude lists. I encourage you to ask people for gratitude lists. It helps re rewire your brain. Uh, excuse me. It helps you uh, think, you know, twice about all the bullshit and emotions that you're going through, and helps you just sort of refocus on what really matters. Um, I spoke to a priest this week. As you can tell, I've been really into my religion lately, but it's really helping me. You know. Um, I'm Catholic, as I've mentioned. I like the traditions. You know, I, I, I'll be honest, I don't agree with everything the Catholic Church agrees with, but, you know, hey, I'm human. You know, I love God, I love Jesus. It's cool. Uh, but yeah, I spoke to a priest this week. And it, he was really cool. I just, like, wanted to just, like, talk to him. And we chatted for, like, a half hour. He prayed with me. Gave me a hug. He was a really cool priest. Like, I, I just kind of told him, like, what's been going on. And, you know, I, I, I guess I needed some sort of guidance, you know. Um, and it really helped. It was really cool. It was the first time I ever did anything like that. 
I just called the uh, the uh, church. I'm like, hey, is there a priest around that I can chat with? He's like, sure, come on down. And that's what it should be about. It shouldn't be this bullshit of like, you know, you know, like all this guilt or all this negativity or like, you know, old school stuff. He was really cool. Um, and I want to mention that it's important to embrace change. I'm doing that a lot in my life lately. And uh, God is really opening doors for me, showing me I'm loved. And that's real important. And I have some great news. I bought a ticket to go see Morrissey in Denver the night before Thanksgiving. It's been eight years since I've seen Morrissey, which sounds insane to me that it's been that fucking long. I've seen him over 30 times. First time I saw him was the first time I ever came to New Mexico in 2002. He played in Santa Fe. Um, and I'm going to see him in Denver. I can't fucking wait. I got a really good ticket. I got like the front row of like the mezzanine. Because, you know, it's all about seats. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to stand. You know what I mean? And uh, it's the day before Thanksgiving. So I'll be in Denver on Thanksgiving just doing my thing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just, I'm excited because I'm like, I'm doing it for myself and kind of the timing of it was pretty cool. You know, like, like I said, I'm embracing change and there's a lot of, a lot of changes going on. And when Morrissey's like coming through, he's not coming to New Mexico, unfortunately, otherwise I would have just seen him here, but fuck it. I'll go to Denver. I'll spend Thanksgiving in Denver. Why not? You know? So I'm real excited about that. I, I, I honestly, I can't wait. I love Morrissey. If you don't know that already. He's my fave. And again, like, I feel like God's hooking me up. You know, that he just so happens to be touring the U.S. and, like, this this time of year. And, like I said, with all the changes going on and stuff. Um, so, another change that I'm considering doing is moving. I'm considering moving to Rio Rancho. Um, I've lived in the same apartment for 15 years. 15 years but I love my apartment it's so fucking nice and I just love it but I think it's time for a change so your boy's considering moving I'll keep you posted though I'll definitely keep you posted I'm also as far as show wise I'm going to see uh, Krungbin in October at the Santa Fe Opera I'm fucking so excited it's it's sold out I can't wait to go to that show it's going to be awesome and then the next day, at this spot called Meow Wolf in Santa Fe, I'm going to see Broken Social Scene. And I haven't seen them since the early aughts. And I've seen them probably like four or five times uh, in the early aughts in Brooklyn and New York City. So they're coming to Santa Fe, and they're playing songs from their album You Forgot It in People, um, which I think is their second album, and it's fucking an awesome album. And then in October, October has a lot of shows, let me tell you. I'm seeing Ohm and Zombie. So I'm excited. I'm fucking excited. The last show I went to was I saw Nothing in August. The band, they're called Nothing. They're really good. Kind of a whack name, but they're really good. So yeah, that's since we last spoke. Just some things I've been doing and been kicking it with and just kind of catching you up with where I'm at and shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, so let's get into some self-care. Let's get some jazz motherfucking shit going on.
So last week I asked my brother for the self-care tip. He gave me a great one about comedy and laughter. And this week I asked my friend Tyler. And he gave me a great one about the benefits of volunteering and reasons to volunteer. I've done some volunteering in my life. So I figured, hey, that's a good idea. So I'm going to talk about some of the benefits and we're just going to get into it. So the first benefit is it provides you with a sense of purpose. I mean, really, isn't that what we need in life is a fucking sense of purpose? You know? And like if you're new somewhere, you're unemployed, or if you're retired, or um, if you have free time, fucking volunteer. You you would be surprised at like how it makes you feel and that you can kind of like have a schedule. I try to encourage people. I have some people in my life who are on disability. Um, and so they can't work, but they can sure as hell volunteer. And I try to encourage them to go do that because it really feeds the soul and gives you a sense of purpose. Number two, it provides a sense of community. This is great. I totally agree. You know, it helps with um, just, you know, typically people who volunteer live in that community. You know, they're not really driving too far. I remember I was going to volunteer in New York City in the early aughts at this soup kitchen. And I thought I thought that was really cool. And then uh, things, things just changed. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, it provides a sense of community, which is important. Number three, it helps you meet new friends. That's very true. You know, I mean, you just meet people. You have no choice. I volunteered when I first came out here at a... Um, it was a rehab center that fed the homeless like a couple times a week. And it was like a, a men's rehab center. And it was kind of interesting because most of the people who were volunteering, they had to do it court-ordered. And some of the people, like some of the um, people, so like it was a men's rehab center, so they would run the kitchen and they would have to do like, you know, kind of what I was doing, um, cleaning things up, helping people out. And uh, a lot of them thought I was court-ordered, but I kept showing up and then they would start talking to me. And I became friends with a lot of these recovering addicts. And uh, some homeless people. And it just, it was really cool. It uh, was at the Good Shepherd here in Albuquerque. And uh, it was it was cool. I met a lot of good people. And then after they'd feed the homeless, they would have lunch themselves. So they'd always invite me to stay, and I'd stay and just chat it up with them. And, um, you know, I made some friends, and it was just cool. You know, it was cool just listening and hearing to people's stories and stuff. Increases, so number four, increases your social skills. Very true. I mean, you have to listen, you have relationships. Um, you know, I mean, it. You, you definitely have to be social when you're volunteering in those environments, in most environments, you know, because when you're volunteering, you're, you're working with other people, you're trying to work together, you know, so you have to kind of speak up and be social. Number five, it improves your self-esteem. That's a good one. I mean, that's like a, you know, that's sort of like a an additional perk to it, you know. In my head, I don't think about like how to build self-esteem. Let me go volunteer. But it does. It gives you a sense of accomplishment. You feel more fulfilled. Um, you know, like you're, you feel sort of like a sense of value. So I can see that, you know, it helps improve your, your self-esteem. Number six, teaches you valuable skills. It definitely can, you know, I mean... Based on what you volunteer with, is, I mean, there's so many things you can get involved with to, to volunteer. 
Um, you know, you can do political stuff. You can do stuff at church. You can do stuff at like soup kitchens. You can do fucking volunteer at the zoo if you want. So it really does teach you some really valuable skills. Number seven provides job prospects. That's a great, you know, great call. You can, you know, volunteer at some places like, um, I was going to volunteer at my friend was going to open a record store and I told him, Hey dude, I'll just fucking work there. You can pay me in records and, you know, you know, provide job opportunities and prospects. You know, if you're really into something and you're, you're able to like do it free, kind of like an internship, but this is a volunteer self self care tip. So, but yeah, I mean, it really could provide some job prospects and or throw it on your resume. Number eight, brings fun into your life. That's a good one. That's true. You know, you got to have fun in, in life. You know, definitely you want to volunteer with something that you're interested in, which should should bring some fun. Number nine, can help you be happier. Hmm, let, me, let me read this one. It often feels good to contribute to prospects, to, excuse me, to projects and organizations that mean something to you. These feelings can help lessen the effects of stress, anger, or anxiety in your life. Excuse me. That's good. Building bonds and connections with people you volunteer with counteract any social isolation. Many volunteer opportunities also may involve physical labor to keep you active and reduce stress. That's really cool. Keeps you happier. It's like another kind of like side effect with it. And then number 10, gets you out of your comfort zone. That's important in life. Get out of your motherfucking comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? Like fucking get out of it, you know? Like shock your system um, and then the article goes on to say different places you can volunteer so I'm going to read them give you an idea um, community like museums or theaters um, youth organizations like after school programs or sports groups national parks or uh, conservation organizations if you're into politics there's like political shit that you can uh, volunteer for you can volunteer at libraries senior centers shelters food pantries animal shelters Churches and stuff. Um, I volunteer, like I said, at the uh, at the home or at the rehab center to feed the homeless. Um, you can volunteer at library. Um, I've also done, or I'm I'm currently doing the Big Brothers Big Sisters. You can volunteer to be a big brother or a big sister, and that's a big one. No pun intended. Seriously, like to be able to be an influence in someone's life. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. And I've been with my little brother for over a year. Fuck, man. And it's it's awesome, you know? He's 14 and just getting to to know him more and watch him grow. What's cool, though, is he's still like a kid, you know? Like, when I was 14, I felt more mature and, like, aware of shit. But he's still very, like, unaware and like a kid. Definitely not in his music choice, though. He listens to a lot of adult music. Um, so there you have it. That's the self-care tip this week is go fucking volunteer. You don't have to do it all on all your free time. Maybe one Sunday a month or something. Go fucking do something or, you know, on, on your weekend or if you have mornings off or something. You'd be surprised on the on the benefits of it. All right, let's get into some fucking poetry. Okay, so yesterday was Leonard Cohen's birthday. He is a uh, folk artist and a poet. My friend Tom got me into him. And uh, I'm 
great folk artists from like the 60s and 70s and shit and then he he just like passed away in the last five years so he's he was doing music for a long time he's from i think quebec so he's like french canadian um and i'm gonna read some of his poetry which is fucking excellent and i'm probably gonna read some not just tonight i'll probably read some next week as well this one's called the cafe the beauty of my table the cracked marble top a brown-haired girl ten tables away Come with me, I want to talk. I've taken a drug that makes me want to talk. Fucking love that. I fucking love that one. That's like one of my favorites. I've taken a drug that makes me want to talk. This one is called The Only Poem. This is the only poem I can read. I am the only one can write it. I didn't kill myself when things went wrong. I didn't turn to drugs or teaching. I tried to sleep. When I couldn't sleep, I learned to write. I learned to write what might be read on nights like this by one like me. <laughs> I mean, again, just amazing. Okay, now I'm going to read from this book, uh, Stranger Music, Selected Poems and Songs by Leonard Cohen. I bought this book up in Seattle in 2007. So I have some circled here. I'm just going to read from them. This one is Love is, Fu- Love is a Fire. Love is a fire. It burns everyone. It disfigures everyone. It's a world excuse. It's a world's excuse for being ugly. Let's see here. All right, let's find one. I have some of these circled. So this one is called Wheels, Fire Clouds. I shot my eyes through the drawers of your empty coffins. I was loyal. I was one who lifted up his face. Pretty cool. I was loyal. You bet I was. This one is called Morning Song. She dreamed the doctors arrived and severed her legs at the knee. This she dreamed on a morning of a night she slept beside me. Now I was not in this dream or the cry of the amputee. Yet she told me this on a morning of a night she slept beside me. Beautiful. This one is called, I wonder how many people in this city. I wonder how many people in this city live in furnished rooms. Late at night when I look out at the buildings, I swear I see a face in every window looking back at me. And when I turn away, I wonder how many go back to their desks and write this down. Amazing. This one is called Gift. You tell me that silence is nearer to peace than poems, but if for my gift I brought you silence, for I know silence, you would say, this is not silence, this is another poem, and you would hand it back to me. This one is called My Lady Can Sleep. My lady can sleep upon a handkerchief, or if it be fall upon a fallen leaf, I have seen the hunters kneel before her hem. Even in her sleep, she turns away from them. The only gift they offer is their abiding grief. I pull out of my pockets for a handkerchief or a leaf. This one is summer haiku. Silence and a deeper silence when their crickets hesitate. This one is called Song to Make Me Still. Lower your eyelids over the water. Join the night like the trees you lie under. How many crickets, how many waves, easy after easy, on the one-way shore. 
There are stars from another view And a moon to draw the seaweed through No one calls the crickets vain In their time, in their time No one will call you idle For dying with the sun It's brutal This one is called For Anne With Annie gone Whose eyes to compare with the morning sun Not that I did compare But I do compare Now that she's gone Beautiful This one is called Song I almost went to bed without remembering the four white violets I put in the buttonhole of your green sweater and how I kissed you then and you kissed me shy as though I'd never been your lover. This one is called Owning Everything. You worry that I will leave you. I will not leave you. Only strangers travel. Owning everything. I have nowhere to go. That's cool. All right. Let's see. I'll read a couple more here. It's a long episode. Kind of, Kind of like it. Let's see. All right. Yeah, I got this at. I found the Left Bank Books on 92 Pike Street in Seattle, Washington. It's cool. I have the bookmark with the uh, info on it. All right, let's see. Uh, I have these circled. So, all right, let's see here. This one's called I'd Like to Read. I'd like to read one of the poems that drove me into poetry. I can't remember one line or where to look. The same thing happened with money, girls, and late evenings of talk. Where are the poems that led me away from everything I loved to stand here naked with the thought of finding thee? It's amazing. Just love it. It's inspiring. Reading these are inspiring me. All right. I'll read one more. Let's find one I circled. See if I can find that song. Uh, let's see. Okay. This is a song on. Let's see here. That was my brother calling. Let me text him and pause this. Okay, that was my little brother giving me a call. Not the big brother's big sister, but my brother Michael, who I love dearly. All right, so this is the last poem I'm going to read. This one is called. This is actually a song. From, I think it's Songs, Leonard Cohen, Songs of. Yeah, Songs of. One of us cannot be wrong. I lit a thin green candle to make you jealous of me, but the room just filled up with mosquitoes. They heard that my body was free. Then I took the dust of a long sleepless night and I put it in your little shoe, and then I confessed that I tortured the dress that you wore for the world to look through. This is one of my favorite lines coming up. I showed my heart to the doctor. He said I'd just have to quit. Then he wrote himself a prescription. Your name was mentioned in it. Then he locked himself in a library shelf with the details of our honeymoon, and I hear from the nurse that he's gotten much worse, and his practice is all in ruin. I heard of a saint who had loved you. I studied all night in his school. He taught, he taught that the duty of lovers is to tarnish the golden rule, and just when I was sure... That his teachings were pure, he drowned himself in the pool. His body is gone, but back here on the lawn, his spirit continues to drool. An Eskimo showed me a movie he'd recently taken of you. The poor man could hardly stop shivering. His lips and his fingers were blue. I suppose that he froze when the wind tore off your clothes, and I guess he just never got warm. And you stand there so nice in your blizzard of ice. Oh, please let me come into the storm. 
All right. Well, fucking a. There you have it. That's the uh, the poetry part of this podcast. It was some Leonard Cohen poetry. Shout out to Leonard Cohen. Let's get into the True Blue song of the week. You know, I can't believe I don't have a Kanye West song on my playlist. I really can't. So I added one this week. The song is called Follow God. It's on the Jesus is King album that came out in 2019. I did a top 20 Kanye West songs and this came up number three. The Trinity. This song has a great beat. I challenge you to not bob your head to this beat. It's amazing. Kind of a brave uh, album. I mean, to talk, you know, to write uh, an album called Jesus is King and talk about God and Jesus through the whole album is pretty cool. Very, very good flow. Um, The song is under two minutes, so it has that punk rock vibe for me. Um, And I just love it. I mean, I can't say enough good things about it. I can listen to the song over and 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 over again. I'm going to read the lyrics. In fact, the lyrics or the beat in this song actually come from uh, a song I also have on the True Blue playlist called The Whole Truth. Um, And um, let me think. The song is called, like, Father Stretch My Hands. Let's see here. Make sure that's the name of the song. Oh, no. The song is called Can You Lose by Following God by Whole Whole Truth. No, you cannot. All right, so I'm going to read the lyrics to Follow God by Kanye West. Father, I stretch, stretch my hands to you. Life-like, this is what your life like. Try to live your life right. People really know you. Push your buttons like type right. This is like a movie, but it's really very lifelike. Every single night right. Every single fight right. I was looking at the gram, and I don't even like likes. I was screaming at my dad. He told me it ain't Christ-like. I was screaming at the referee just like Mike. Looking for a bright like. Seagull, what your life like. Riding on a white bike, feeling like excite bike. Pressing on the gas, supernova for a night light. Screaming at my dad and he told me it ain't Christ-like. But nobody never tell you when you're being like Christ. Love that line. Only ever seeing me, only when they needing me. Like if Tyler Perry made a movie for BET. Searching for a DET. Now you want to see it free. Now you want to see if we. Let's just see if three apiece. Tell me what your life like. Turn it down, a bright light. Driving with my dad and he told me it ain't Christ-like. I'm just trying to find, I've been looking for a new way. I'm just really trying not to really do the full way. I don't have a cool way. Being on my best though, block them on the text though, nothing else next though. Not another word, letter, picture, or a decimal. Wrestling with God, I don't really want to wrestle. Great line. Man, it, man, it's really lifelike, everything in my life. Arguing with my dad and he said it ain't Christ-like. Man, you know, it's like somebody only close to you who can get you, like, off your, I be on my, I woke up this morning, I said my prayers, I'm all good, then I tried to talk to my dad, give him some advice, he started spazzing on me, I started spazzing back, he said, that ain't Christ, like I said, ah, <laughs> very Kanye West towards the end, but, I mean, really, a great fucking song, Follow God, Kanye West, Jesus is King, True Blue Playlist, Session 61, thanks for rocking with me for 40 minutes, I love you guys. Have a great week. Happy fall. Peace, everybody.